when you live a mission-centered paradigm, you get all of the benefits of the other things. You get the opportunity to have pleasure, to have a bunch of friends, to have all sorts of different things. Most importantly, what are the long-term consequences of that paradigm? So as you know, I did a lot of drinking in the past. I grew up around a lot of drinking, and it took me five years to quit drinking, and now I'm three years sober. But that's because I shifted my paradigm. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 928, Why Are You Doing what you're doing today for episode number 929, understanding the deep beliefs running your life. So Alan spoke about this a little bit on stage at Next Level Live, and he said, hey, let's do a strategy Saturday on it. Here we are. Alan, the floor is yours. So we all grow up in a specific paradigm, and a paradigm is a deep belief that is kind of running you. So a deep belief about life. So there's a bunch of different paradigms, and if you want reference to a digital asset that I'm referencing right now, you can click the link in the show notes to download it. But imagine a pie with 10 slices, and in the center, it says mission. And the 10 slices each have a word in it. One of them is family, one of them is money, one of them is work, one of them is possessions, pleasure, friend, enemy, church, self, and spouse. And I want to give a shout out to the seven habits of highly effective people. This is where it came from. We adapted it and evolved it. And um, we put mission in the center. So Kevin and I live from a mission centered paradigm, but we didn't always. So way back in my childhood and Kevin's as well, we grew up in a pleasure centered paradigm. A pleasure centered paradigm is a deep belief that life is about having fun. Life is about enjoying your life. The problem is there's a lot of things, as you know, if you listen or watch the show, listen to or watch the show, is that a lot of times the things that give you short-term pleasure, like eating a donut, actually give you long-term pain. They're actually taking you outside of alignment. They're usually not fulfilling, okay? So some short-term pleasure is fine, but if you live your life thinking life is about having fun, there's a lot of unsavory things that your future most likely won't be as bright. So... Growing up, I had a stepfather, so many of you know my father passed away when I was two years old, and I had a stepfather from age three to 14. When I was 14, my stepfather left, but before that, I they had a very pleasure-centered paradigm. I mean, there was a lot of golf courses, there was a lot of partying, there was a lot of snowmobiles, and we took vacations, we, we went on ski trips, and we went around water and oceans and deep-sea fishing. We actually went from customizing and building our own custom yacht, quarter million dollar yacht, to literally I got free lunch at school when my stepfather left because we were so broke. And luckily the school lunch was subsidized to help 
low-income families. So the primary income earner was my stepfather, and when he left, we were, you know, had such low income that I got financial aid, fortunately, and scholarships and all that, so I got to go to college, but it was a real struggle to transition from literally customizing a quarter million dollar yacht and going on ski trips and vacations and snowmobiles and Block Island and all that kind of stuff. So when Kevin and I originally met, he was in fifth grade and uh, he came over and we played Dynamite Cop on something called Dreamcast. If you're in your early 30s, you probably remember Dreamcast. It was a Sega Genesis machine. Uh, It actually had dial-up internet, by the way, Kev. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't recall that, no. And Kevin, in our childhood, referred to me as the rich kid. He thought we were really wealthy and we had a really nice home, but we were very far from rich, especially after my stepfather left. So the point that I'm making here, though, is that I grew up in a pleasure-centered paradigm. My mom and my stepdad went to a lot of different parties, corporate parties, work parties. My stepfather worked for a company called Agfa, and they also went to a lot of bonfires and that kind of stuff. And so I didn't know it at the time. I'm just a kid. I don't know any different. And I want you all reflecting on your childhood and thinking like, what paradigm did I grow up in? There's a work-centered paradigm. These are like, maybe your parents were workaholics. Maybe all they did was work. Maybe it was a family-centered paradigm, blood over everything. Family is everything. Maybe it was a friend-centered paradigm. If you've ever seen the show Friends, obviously that show embodies a friend-centered paradigm. And you notice that when they get intimate partners on that show, they never put their spouse or their partner above their friends. Everything's about friendship, right? And they never work on that show for whatever reason. (laughs) They're just never working. Uh, And then you've also got possession-centered paradigm. Maybe you grew up and it was all about, you know, houses and cars and clothes and that kind of thing. Or maybe it was about money. Everything was about money. Maybe you grew up in a household where money was villainized. So these paradigms are deep beliefs about life. And you have to understand that whatever paradigm you grew up in is most likely a paradigm that you adopted. I often say this. I had a friend who was from Shanghai when I was back in college. And I said that if I grew up in Shanghai, I'd speak Chinese. And if he grew up in Uxbridge, Massachusetts, like Kevin and I did, he'd speak English. And he speaks English anyway, but his first language would have been English. The point that I'm making is that our environment shapes us way more than we realize. And whatever paradigm you grew up in is most likely still running you, at least to some extent today. Um, And we want to really talk about that and help you understand. Now, I live in a mission-centered paradigm. So Kevin and I's mission is to help as many people as possible under health, wealth, and love every single day and to maximize our own unique potential and to help as many people as possible do the same and our greatest level of contribution. So we live from a different paradigm now. We don't want to just have a podcast for fun. Yes, we want to have fun and we do have fun, but that's not the purpose of the podcast and that will be clear to anyone who listens often. So the question here is what's your paradigm? What's the paradigm that you grew up in? What's the paradigm you're running from now? What is your deep belief about life? And I guarantee you the implications of that are pretty drastic. And most importantly, what are the long-term consequences of that paradigm? So as you know, I did a lot of drinking in the past. I grew up around a lot of drinking. And it took me five years to quit drinking. And now I'm three years sober. But that's because I shifted my paradigm. When I was 26... I got in a car accident. My father passed away in a car accident when he was 28. And after that car accident, I questioned everything. You want to know why I questioned everything? I questioned my paradigm. Kevin, making six figures at a job he hates, focused on making money over everything else, um, 
had suicidal ideation, texted me and questioned his paradigm, questioned his life. And then he shifted like I did to a mission-centered paradigm. And here we are five years almost later, and we're living a completely different life. Why? Because we shifted our paradigm. I think this is one of the reasons, and this is a good illustration, Alan, of why when you find your quote-unquote thing, you find your mission, you find your purpose, a lot of your relationships in your life get strained because you have a new paradigm and many of your relationships are built on other ones. Maybe your best friendships are pleasure-centered paradigms. That's what it was based on. Or friend-centered paradigms where you used to spend a lot of quality time. So that's a that's a very interesting perspective. I didn't think of it until you started talking about it, Alan, where if you find your purpose, if you find your passion and the people around you are still living in their old paradigms, you're going to probably be vilified in some way, shape or form. So that's a whole nother thing. I'm going to go more specific and more granular. So Alan and I, as you know, just did Next Level Live last week. If you're listening to this, it'll be seven days ago from today. And I went and saw my family recently and we were talking about how we're going to have this live event in Worcester. It's this awesome hotel and we have a stage and a projector and all this music and there's going to be a DJ and there's going to be multiple camera people and a videographer and it's going to be awesome. And my grandmother said, are you, shout out to Mima, are you nervous? And I said, of course I'm nervous. I'm nervous every time I speak. It's brutal. It's difficult. I get anxious. I get overwhelmed. I doubt myself. It's, it's so challenging. And my grandmother said, wow, that's, that's so brave of you. I could never do that. And I looked at my, my grandmother, I looked at Mima and I said, Mima, I felt the same way too. I could never do that five years ago, but now I do it all the time. The things that you do not believe can happen almost can't happen unless something goes wildly correct or you get lucky or whatever happens. But for most people, imagine that. My grandmother, one of her beliefs, part of her paradigm is that I could never get up on stage and speak. So whether she knows it or not, that has played a role in every decision throughout her entire life. If you have a paradigm that is attached to you being shy, that is affecting every single decision you have ever made in your entire life. And if you don't start to shift that paradigm, you're never going to get different results. So imagine if I never convinced Alan to have me on his podcast, if I never pushed and said, hey, I'm going to come pick you up. We're going to go to Andrew's dad's house. We're going to record this podcast. It's going to happen. I'm sick of putting it off. Let's do this. If I believe that my message isn't powerful enough. I'm not worthy of talking on a podcast. I'm not a great speaker. Nobody wants to hear me speak. If I believed all those things, if those beliefs were all deeply ingrained in me, we never would have started this journey and we wouldn't be here today. If I didn't believe that in some way, shape or form, I could get on stage and do a little bit better and practice and I had something worthy, a worthy message, I wouldn't be a speaker. So you have to understand that even if you, so think about the paradigms that Alan talked about and think about the, the 10 different ones, but there are also so many things intertwined into those, so many specific things, so many thought pathways, so many beliefs, so many limiting beliefs that you really have to check in with because we've did the, we did the episode recently, Alan, belief. The number one thing I think we learned over 900 episodes is the importance of belief. 
the importance of belief. And if you don't have it... End of speaking clearly. End of speaking. If you don't have belief, you're in trouble because nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. It's been a long week. Yes, it has. Um, appreciate you, brother, and I, I hope you know that wasn't a no, dick. No, no, I think you're good. I'm just trying to be playful. It's awesome. You're good. You're good. Hey guys, my name is Jacob Balthalon, and I just finished Next Level Group Coaching. When I started, when I joined, I wasn't sure what I was walking into, but during the entire course and the program, I figured it out it's not something that I wanted to do; it's something I needed to do. They helped set me on the right path with learning how to do PPTs, peak performance tracking, and every two weeks. I was getting new awarenesses and getting a lot more happier, first of all, my health, wealth, and love, but also winning more um, practically and tactically in business. So if you're looking to you know, upgrade your life and get to that next level, definitely sign up for that group coaching. Um, but seriously, very well said. And the paradigms that you live by, the beliefs that you live by, um, I was on the phone earlier with one of our team members and she's from the Philippines and we have several team members from the Philippines and then some others that live in America that are also Filipino culture, uh, ethnicity rather. And it's interesting because I'm learning so much about so many different cultures. I was on the phone recently with two different people from Nigeria. I had a client in the UK. We have Alessandra on the team from Italy. We have several people from Canada. Um, I was just on the phone with a client from Australia and one of the things that uh, one of my clients from Australia said is that you Americans like d- love dreams. You like love goals and love dreams and like that kind of thing. And there's certain people from Australia that actually envy that. They actually said to me, they said, Alan, uh, two, two different Australians said, I want more of that. It's actually most people here play a little too close to the chest. They're like too conservative in my opinion. I want to be bigger and auda- more audacious. You Americans are so audacious. And I was like, whoa, cool. I didn't realize that, but I appreciate it. Um, I think, <laughs> right? But I was talking to a client earlier and I said, you know what's so cool? I haven't traveled the entire world yet. Um, you know, I've, I've gone to Mexico, I've gone to Canada, but I haven't left the continent And I used to say, how do you think outside the box when you live in one? But Kev, now we have so many listeners from all over the world. We're heard in over 120 countries. And I'm learning so much about so many different cultures through just coaching so many different people from all over the world. I know so much about the Filipino culture. I know so much about Australia, so much about Canada, so much about Italy. We were on the phone for our app earlier with me, Matt, and Alessandro, and we were talking about all this Italian culture. It's just been fascinating. And so to get back to the original point here, though, I was on the phone with a team member earlier from the Philippines, and she said, Alan, I don't know if you know this, but in Filipino culture, you're actually supposed to take care of your parents. Like you're supposed to buy them a home and buy them a car, and it's like very accepted. And and here's the thing. I just realized this on this episode. That's their paradigm. That's their paradigm. They grew up in a culture. A culture is the same as a paradigm. Every single person on the Next Level University team tracks their habits every single day, health, wealth, and love. How many people on the random streets of Uxbridge actually track their habits every day? The answer is zero. Why? It's a different paradigm. Everyone on the NLU team has a mission-centered paradigm. Maximize one's own unique potential. Maximize, wow, maximize one's greatest level of contribution and maximize one's own unique quality of life. That's the paradigm we are all living from. And so everyone on the NLU team, Kevin, myself, we all live from that paradigm. In the Whether it's Filipino culture or it's Canadian culture or it's American culture, what 
culture, what paradigm are you living from? And what are, is it the paradigm that you chose? Did you choose to believe these things? Or did you just inherit it? Because maybe, I remember Brant saying this, Kevin, then we'll go. Brant, I remember him saying, he grew up in Canada and he really wanted to move to LA. Because Brant had these big audacious dreams and he believed in himself a lot. And he said, yeah, in, in Canada, I just felt so, so um, caged because I was the only one who like wanted to go to Hollywood and wanted to have big dreams and wanted to be in show business. And I understand how he feels. So maybe you're, maybe you're living from a paradigm that you adopted, not one that you really want to live from. Check in on that. That's all Kevin and I are asking. Yeah, especially if it's not serving you. I can tell you that the paradigms I had in my past were not serving me Same. nearly as much as a mission-centered one. And and this is the understanding too, Alan. I, I know you wanted to make a point of this. When you live a mission-centered paradigm, you get all of the benefits of the other things. You get the opportunity to have pleasure, to have a bunch of friends, to have all sorts of different things. And that's a whole other episode that you... I don't want to say you have to turn it down, but you have to really balance that out because you're going to get a lot of opportunity and you're going to have to say no to many things to stay in alignment with the mission. I think that's an important thing as well. To make this land real quick, Kev, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To make this land real quick. So Kev um, really values possessions and and money and that's why he's CFO. And because he has a mission-centered paradigm, he's going to end up with more possessions and more money. So it's this weird duality of like, when you have a mission-centered paradigm, you end up with all the other ones, and I'm just going to go through them really quick, and then and then Kevin and I will go. If you have a mission-centered paradigm, you're going to have new friends. You're going to have opportunities to have pleasure, travel, different things like that, try new foods, new places, new, new things. You're going to have more possessions, because you're going to serve the world at a deeper level and be compensated for that. You're going to be able to work on things that you value and be creative. So you're going to probably end up working more with a mission-centered paradigm. (laughs) Not probably, definitely. You're going to have more money. Anyone on a mission is going to inherently make more money in the long run. I got to say in the long run, though. Then family, you can have a wonderful family with a mission-centered paradigm. You can make family a part of the mission. You can have an incredible spouse or partner. Okay, and then this other one is a self-centered paradigm. I don't actually think a self-centered paradigm is necessarily a good thing, but I do think you'll take care of yourself if you have a mission. I know Kevin and I have had to learn how to take care of ourselves on this mission so that we don't burn to the ground. And then I think church, I I would think of spirituality. You can have a good spiritual life. And then, um, yes, and this is one point that I do want to make, quick disclaimer, there's something called an enemy-centered paradigm. Think of someone who is always out to get someone else or always talking bad about Think about um, someone who still blames their ex-husband or or their ex-wife for like a lot of the problems in their life. That's an enemy-centered paradigm. When you lean into your mission, just understand it's a rarer paradigm. If you wonder why NLU and this community is different, it's because it's a different paradigm. And yes, you will have some enemies. The people who live in the old paradigms won't understand you, and that is par for the course. If you are looking to get into a community of next level human beings who are all trying to find their own unique mission. Join us in Next Level Nation. The link is in the show notes. And again, new posts every day filled with positivity, filled with positive human beings. And it's a place where you can be yourself. You are safe there to finally be the authentic version of yourself. If you feel like you're hiding 
yourself in other conversations and other relationships. I can promise Next Level Nation will not be like that. So just click the link in the show notes. It'll take you there and we'll let you in. Next Level You is the one community where we care more about who you aspire to be than who you used to be. Everyone else in your love life loves you for who you used to be. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to get through it. Everyone else in your life loves you for who you used to be or who you are now. We're going to love you for that, but also who you aspire to be. Okay? Before we go, if you were interested in this mission-centered paradigm thing and you're like, well, where do I even start? How do I find my mission like you guys have? Group coaching. So in group coaching, we actually go through these paradigms. We go through figuring out exactly what your own unique potential is, what your own unique uh, gifts and strengths are, weaknesses, all that stuff. It, it might as well be a course on self-awareness and how to achieve bigger goals and dreams quicker. If you want in on group six, please reach out to Kevin or myself. We do have a promo code that we are giving out to people who are struggling financially. Reach out to Kevin and I. We can give you the Instagram handles of people who have graduated from group, group coaching who have been through this before. If you have any uncertainty whatsoever, reach out, ask us questions, whatever you need. If you don't have uncertainty and you're ready to sign up, there's a link in the show notes. Is it the 9th or the 19th? 19th. 19th. April 19th. April 19th. This is the first session. And we are already more than halfway filled up, so make sure that you get your application in and, and your payment started before, because if not, you're going to have to wait another three months. And now's the time. Now's the time. Anything in closing, Jeffrey? Uh, you can lock your spot for group coaching. We have a six-month payment plan, so you can lock your spot for group coaching by paying the 75 bucks right now. So $75 a month for six months. Next Level Nation, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. Tomorrow for episode number 930, we are joined once again by Lauren Johnson. We talked about the relationship between belief and peak performance. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.